0: Um, call
1: this meeting of the Chapel Hill Carterhouse City Schools Board of Education to order. It is Thursday, May 1st, 2014. Board members, you yeah. have an agenda before you.
0: Move the agenda.
2: Second.
1: All those in favor say aye. Aye. Any opposed? That's approved 6 0. Um, Dr. Brownstein uh, sends her regrets for this evening. Mm-hmm. And that brings us to announcements. Yeah, I, you know, I always make my announcement. Early voting. It's time, it's on your way. You have to be Saturday. And then uh, Tuesday is the primary election, and we encourage everyone to um, go out and exercise that responsibility to vote. Oh, she voted today. All right, any other announcements? Okay. We have a personnel agenda and addendum
3: the personnel agenda. And then Second.
1: All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed. That's approved um, Six zero. And then we have minutes from both April 10th and April 17th. Yeah. the minutes. Second. All those in favor say aye. 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 And any opposed, those are approved Six zero. That brings us to the opportunity for uh, public remarks. And you basically have three minutes. Andrew will approve Time you and let you know when there's a minute left. Please don't mention particular children or teachers by name. We don't see any placards, um, and we generally don't respond at this time to to comments. We just receive them. Is there anyone here on behalf of their school improvement team, sent by their or the teacher organizations? All right, high school representatives. And that brings us to citizen comments. And I see miss Cantrell, our music teacher from Carborough, is here. Welcome. Thank you. And you are on our personal agenda, and we wish you all the best.
4: <laughs> 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 Let me call NCAE quickly. Um, as Ms. Bedford said, I'm Carol Cantrell, uh, music teacher at Carborough School, um, long of tooth short of temper, um, you have been my employer for 38 years. During this, this period of time, we have endured some wretched weather decisions. I uh, considered telling you a lot of them, but then I remember that three minute thing. So I'll only tell you my favorite one. Um, back in the late 70s, I was teaching at Estes Hills as well as Sewell, and um, there were no weather sa- satellites, and there were no snowbank days. And this particular morning, there was sleet and freezing rain and snow fitfully blowing. It was a terrible morning. But according to the weather people, it was all gonna clear up, but then it didn't, and it kept going. So the administration delayed school by an hour and at the end of that hour they delayed it by another hour. Uh, staff was supposed to come on in, you know, didn't matter what the roads were like, and uh, then they delayed it another hour. And around 11 o'clock they canceled school. So that was hard enough. That was very difficult. Uh, staff risked life and them getting in. There were wrecks. A week or two later, Principal Paul Pritchard was, ex- in those faculty meeting, explaining to us in a very belligerent tone how we had to make up that time. And um, blood pressure and temperature was just whew, flying up the scale. When a darling kindergarten teacher, mature teacher, great experience, was sitting beside me and she raised her hand and she said, very southern woman, Dr. Pritchett, Dr. Pritchett, you will recall I was sick that day. <laughs> I looked at her and I said, Helen, you old dog. I never even thought about being sick. And she said, I wasn't about to step my foot out in that. And then I learned a lesson right there. There's more at on the table than I thought about. It wasn't the extended delays, which were bad enough. It wasn't the eventual cancellation which is grossly poorly timed it was the attitude it was the attitude that our safety didn't matter now we have missed far more days in years past than we missed this year and but we've never missed that many different times where a decision had to be made you know let me cheat yeah. we had 14 different decisions this year and I don't know, but I suspect that complaints have been lodged by some of them. I don't know. But I can tell you that anytime people are inconvenienced, regardless of what the cause was, they're not happy. And you're a standing darting. But Jonathan Norris and Jim Ellis and Dr. LaFriese and Dr. Forcella brought it off. Every call. Was timely made and considered, deeply considered. And when we received telephone calls or the no- notices of any kind, there was a tone of concern and respect. I thank each of them for all of that. That is something that I just haven't experienced before. In 44 years of teaching, and I appreciate it. It's professional. It was well called, and I thank all of you for your time. I thank the administration, particularly, for the calls this year. Thank you. Thank you,
5: you, Carol. Um, I'd just like to also point out Jeff Nash is. is the this voice person with the voice. <laughs> <laughs> Kudos.
1: Kudos to Jeff Nash. I mean, there were some very tricky times. Um, we always try to put safety and we always try to put safety first. And that's why it was unpredictable. But, uh, is there anybody else here who would like to speak? It doesn't matter if you've signed up, come on up. It's good to see
6: you again. Good to see you guys state your name of course yes colleen vinson i'm a parent of two children in the school system first grader and sixth grader i know this is a tough budget year with all the pending cuts i also know the mandarin dual language program has been a part of the discussion more than once Um, and i also believe our classes need to be a capacity to be fiscally sustainable i think that's something that is responsible across the board um, in the middle school and the high school too i think I, I, I don't have a child in that program but this has been a problem in the past due to attrition that we do hope to stop and solve by increasing the tracks the two tracks however in the meantime i do believe the class sizes should be larger to achieve that threshold of a minimum of 15 students and i'm just sort of coming forth with that I'm, a solution that I think would be attainable. Um, And I think that it can be achieved by combining the individual grades, sixth, seventh, eighth, and then the high school grades and creating an advanced Chinese where they have that differentiated learning within the classroom. I think A, you would have the numbers um, easily within those three grades. And I also think just having been a part of that class in as a parent and also having some observation Opportunities that I think that it's it would be like easily done just based on the level of um, language that's in that classroom and the students that come in. Not all of them actually have come directly from the elementary program. Some people, some come in that have transferred in, and, and not all of those are actually native speakers. So um, it's actually already done in that capacity. And I think that would be a great solution to the situation that we have at hand with budget cuts. So, um, based on all of that, I just wanted to kind of give that offer of that solution as a possibility. And just thank you all for your time. That's it. Thank you. And well, we wish Glenwood a very happy 60th anniversary
1: tomorrow. I was
3: yeah. going to share. I'm going. Oh, good. Okay, so I'm just
1: going. Is there anybody else who would like to speak during public remarks? and I will close that.
5: And, we will um, move forward with the superintendent's report. I have one item uh, Dr. Trice is here to report on, but it's part of our long range plan. Um, it's an exciting opportunity that we'll a little bit about when we first got involved with this. Um, but, it's, uh, we're starting to see how this program's all going to come together. Um, and, working with, with Google, and with the research that's going on with it, it we're going to see some positive results with some of our students and increasing uh, underrepresented students in so, uh,
0: so you all have the report uh, in front of you and, I, and i'm not going to say much uh, more than more than that but it is a very exciting time for our district i think this is one of the areas that we've had on our agenda to tackle for quite some time um, and about two years ago we were approached um, by equal opportunity schools, uh, which is the organization that we're partnering with uh, to try, ta- try to tackle this problem. Uh, but at the time, it really was cost prohibitive. I mean, it was very, very expensive. Um, but since uh, that time, they've been able to work with, uh, as Dr. Priscilla mentioned, Google, uh, Microsoft, and even Harvard School of Ed uh, in some, some ways to fund a major part of what they're trying to do which uh, kind of put um, what they were proposing um, in, in a way that we were able to kind of participate in it um, you, you know what they're doing is not rocket science uh, what I'd like to say is you know they, you can look at look at them as kind of like big data um, they came in they interviewed every single teacher they interviewed every single student, Uh, They ran focus groups uh, and all that information they took back to Microsoft who has some type of software package that they're working on uh, in conjunction with Google and uh, they began to drill down using the survey data along with our historical achievement data uh, and they create these uh, amazing profiles that our schools have now. There's an example in the the packet uh, that our schools are really beginning to use to recruit students. And they have information in hand that says to a kid, for some reason, uh, you have multiple assets which suggest that you will do well in an AP course. Um, and, uh, you know, you should see some of the faces on our kids. You know, it's like, who me? You know, that type of thing going on. But it's, it's really amazing what, what is happening um, at Carborough and East. Um, so we're in the recruiting phase now where we're beginning to call kids in. Uh, Tell them, you know, we're excited that you have these assets. We want you to sign up for a course. Um, You know, one of the hurdles is really uh, students uh, believing in that and in themselves. Um, um, So that's taking some work. But, you know, I was telling Dr. Purcell and Dr. Parvey some time ago, even if we get half of the kids that we've been missing, it's it's still such an amazing uh, thing happening right now. We often get the question, you know, why uh, Chapel Hill High is not involved, and um, uh, they will come on board in 15, 16. um, Right now, they're uh, running, uh, you know, an experimental (coughs) type of research study, so they want a control group, and, you know, all of that plays into it. Uh, So, um, you know, we begged and pleaded with Harvard to. Get all three of our schools in, but they just would not have it. So we're happy uh, that they're working with Carborough High School and. Um, they East were Hill randomly selected. Yeah, they were randomly selected. They were randomly selected. But um, what we're learning in those two schools um, will indeed carry over, if it ha- hasn't already done so, to Chapel Hill High. So I don't have anything beyond that that I'd like. So I'd be happy to answer any questions that you have uh, about the process, but things are going well. I Did I hear you correctly that you said that Microsoft and Google are collaborating? <laughs> yes, yeah, one of those weird I guess, <laughs> That's like things. It might, like, might actually work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, Microsoft is really doing the data crunching for EOS. Uh, and Google, um, they're uh, supporting the EOS project by helping it be more affordable to schools. Uh, it's, it's just it's just wildly expensive right now for schools to be able to say or districts, yeah, we want to partner with you. I think when they first approached us, Dr. Pasella, maybe it was fifty or sixty thousand per, per school. And um, so, so is there a cost to us now? Uh, there's a there's a there's a, a little cost um, where we have to pay eighteen thousand um per school um, and then also the Google grant helps with um, you know some of that. Phrase way. some of that, and um,
5: once we have this, though, once we have it in place, we've got the this, this, this system, and we can create the profile. So it's the startup costs that, right. that are we're very expensive. At.
2: So the algorithms that they're using will be proprietary, or will
0: Well, we've asked that question, and I don't. They're not. They're not really definitively answering our question at this time. So we're, we're asking, will, will there be a software package or some type of package that we can use? Um, but if nothing else, um, you know, they haven't really been secretive about, you know, what types of questions and that type so we have of... The, the process, we have the, questions the process questions that are asked that we can use all of right. them. Right. But, but how
2: you interpret that data yeah. for the
0: prediction model,
2: right, so right. is what decisions. we'd like to have. Right.
0: Okay. So, there's a lot of work still going on that way, uh, between EOS and uh, Microsoft. So and we'll This is new, is. and it
5: actually came out of MSAN. I was at a meeting, um, two years ago, I guess, yes. an mm-hmm. in and these folks came and presented to us. Um, and, it, and, we had them, invited them down here to speak to them, our group body. And, at the time, as is usually the case, budgets kind of prevented that kind of investment, because we thought about doing it for all schools. Um, but, then, when they called back, and they said they were able to get Google on board, and they were supporting it, and Harvard was going to do a research project on it, and that all came together. And, they were recruiting more schools. So, there are several MSAM schools that are involved with this with us. Said, Can I ask one more question? So, thank you for that. So, the,
2: the data that's being collected, I, so we have some of that data. But some of it they're collecting, and they have. And we days. have all of the data. It's our data. So all the data. We have all the data. So, yeah. the very. The worst case scenario, you mm-hmm.
0: can take the data to someone else and say, Yeah, do make, it, make an algorithm that we refuse. Yeah. So we have down to the student and how they answer the question. We have. I mean, so it's very granular, and if you look at the yeah. spreadsheet, it's. It's overwhelming, really.
5: And I said that one of the things I said to Rodney is, is we got to let Craig McElvin know this is the kind of thing (laughs) for years he was
7: talking about that we needed to have. It came the wrong night. Right. Right. Please, Please. have a question. Oh, and go ahead. Um, I I certainly appreciate it um, this opportunity, and I, I understand. the 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 merits behind wanting to get um, more students of of color engaged in higher level courses Um, I wondered how this type of information um, and and this project if you will aligns with some of the recent studies that talk about um, students who take lots of AP courses are not necessarily any more successful when they get to college so um, I just wondered if, when they were collecting this data, um, is is were they also looking at studies and, and looking at universities to see, you know, gather information to to help determine, I don't know, the the ideal student mm-hmm. or profile, right. um, because I, I am concerned if that. AP courses are not necessarily um, any more engaging than standard courses um, because it, it just serves as a gateway to college admission. But um, you know, if the courses are um, if the courses are provocative and and do you know solicit higher order thinking and things like that, then I'm I'm all fine. I'm, I'm all you know. I'm I'm happy to see that. But I just wondered if that information is being balanced with what some of the current research is out there around college success of those students who took, you know, numerous you know, AP courses. I, I think that you're right, but the research is, is those students
5: taking 12, 13 AP classes, research said that, that taking um, I, AP classes is a determiner of success in college. And, after five, or six, it really doesn't make any difference. So, okay. we're bringing them up to just getting one a or few. two okay. under their belts. And, I think the other thing about AP, and you're exactly right, about whether they're really engaging in a way that we want. Um, there is um, a lot of work going on at the college board, with David Coleman now, as um, running that organization. And really changing AP so that it is more about thinking and problem solving. So, who David Coleman was also chief architect for the Common Core. So now he's with the College Board, and we're seeing he's beginning to make some changes with AP. It may take some time before we see the... how that you know comes into play. But their goal is to do more of that. Thank you. Thank you. Um you.
1: Well, so this is, I understood. How we've done the study, and, and now we're gonna. Uh, I guess as the kids go to the guidance counselor, we're recruiting. But what that's just the first part of the battle. What tell me more about come August and are we going to cluster students? Because that's what something you know our minority students have told us. Well, I was the only one. Are we going to schedule differently? What
0: kind of changes are they recommending are we recommending so yeah so yes to all of that so currently our two high schools are developing plans to uh, support students once the school year starts Um, for instance at carborough high school they come come up with this idea of a seminar class where the student would be enrolled in the ap class and then you know directly after that move into a seminar class where They could also a student could do um, you know receive additional teaching support in the class it's going to be optional for students but they're also um, thinking about both high schools point persons uh, Mm -hmm. that students feel comfortable with Uh, if they begin to experience academic difficulty I know that I can go to X Y Z and that person would be in charge of making sure that they are connected to you know tutoring sessions Maybe helping them speak to you know the child, the student's teacher, that type of thing. Um, we're also beginning to talk about um, you know summer um, you know activities that we can do with students. Uh, I know that both schools want to do something this summer, um, and I'm not sure how robust it can be at this point, um, but certainly beginning to think about you know how to form study groups. Um, just meeting your teacher, uh, those types of things that often go to help support students throughout the year. Um, you know, one of the models that Dr. Frisella and I looked at, and this must have been a couple of years ago as well, was uh, it's called the Calculus Project, where the first half of the course was taught during the summer for, for similar groups of students. Um, so when they got in, they you know were ready to go. They hit the ground and they knew what was going on. Um, so EOS has been involved with schools that have done run similar summer programs and it's really interesting to kind of hear our principals begin to talk about how that may happen. Uh, one of the things that we wanted to see this year is which courses students signed up for. Right. You know, uh, and then you can really get a sense of, you know, the teachers that we might need to recruit to, you know, do summer work through our surveys um, students uh, teachers also identify to see teachers who are currently teaching AP courses identified whether they wanted to ever teach an uh, AP course so if, you know uh, our principals have lists of teachers who are who have interests who students have said you know they work well with uh, we're beginning to send teachers off for AP training this summer some of those teachers have been identified so you know a lot of this is it's going to take some time to you know really get grounded but supporting the kids during uh, the school year is a big part of the planning process that is going on right now as we speak a representative from EOS was here this week working with our two high school principals and APs and our counselors around you know solidifying those plans looking at the numbers of uh, the students who've been brought in who signed up for ap courses so yeah there's a lot of a lot of activity going on
1: and i'm gonna get in trouble and it's totally the, <laughs> of what i am going to say next because <laughs> a lot of that focus on is on the student deficit mm-hmm. versus a teacher deficit mm-hmm. and i mean going back to before 2000 when i was on the sit at east with students who might be the lone African American male. and thinking of a friend. Who would, The attitude from some teachers is this is an AP course. I'm not doing inter- inter- interventions. You can't hack it. Go take the honors class. Go take something else. Get out. And it's a, um, it permeates some of our classes. So it sounded from the, this that we're working with the administrators and working with students. But we have got to work with teachers. And that's why it's very promising to hear there's some teachers who are eager who would understand that no matter what the level of the course is, you have a responsibility for um, not just standing up and lecturing and not just, you know, oh, the kid has to read this chapter and now we're going to talk about it, That they have to teach a little more creatively. So I was kind of worried.
0: That's a right. that I don't see that in as right. part of well, well, US so really idiots. so they really do address that as well. Oh, Equal opportunity schools does so, um, and what they'll say is you'll find that exact same concern in all the districts they really work with, where you're putting kids who haven't necessarily demonstrated a history of wanting to to pursue those types of courses. So there's concern that teachers have, both around uh, can they maintain their high AP scores and. You know, this is an AP course, and they're going to need to be self-motivated. Um, but part of that is the data that we collected on students. Um, we're not referring students to this program who don't come with assets. Which means there's something in their background which suggests that they would do well, whether it's test scores, um, stu- you know, self-motivation, teacher recommendation. So there's something about these kids that um, suggests that they'll do well. So in that. And so teachers usually ask, you know, can I be assured that they want to be here, they want to work? And if that's the answer, most teachers, even, you know, in our districts, will we, we'll be willing to work with you.
1: Because the other difference for some of our students would be, if my child was studying, uh, tr- had some struggles with whatever, American history, right. my husband has a degree in that, you know, he right. can help right. Right. But a lot of our other children, their parents didn't go to college, and they don't have that help right. at home. so. Right. I, I think it's very important it that we have um, additional support, too. And then, to me, this really t- gets to the core of why we need to do a review of counseling because we shouldn't have this problem. I mean, this is something prior boards, long before I was ever on this board, has, has, has just talked about and discussed and took around, took away the teacher recommendations They are no longer required. You didn't have to have an A or a B to take an honors class anymore. And yet we saw no real increase in enrollment. And so um, that's all of the adults, including the board's responsibility, but I, I think it shows the need for uh, um, that review for, for counseling and and that it never really got out to the schools and the children and the parents that the default is an honors course. When you enroll, you're, the default is honors. And, and then we'll talk about whether should be in a standard class or an AP class and and um, so it's really good to see this at least getting started and hopefully it will carry over but then just do they go away after a year how do we sustain
0: this so it's a two-year commitment that they okay. made to school districts so they're they're here this year they'll be providing support for our principals next year mm-hmm. and after that um, you know we're on our own we can call for technical support and that, mm-hmm. that, that type of thing but um, it's just a two year commitment.
1: So we'll have to work on ways
6: to sustain that. So,
5: right. I think that what it does, though, it, it goes along with you know, the whole concept of effort responsibility mm-hmm. and that we're, and time doesn't become the factor, so that if you need the support, that in terms of learning, that it may take you more time to learn this, but you can't learn that. I think in the long run, if you really want to think that way, a lot of the work we're doing with instruction, even at the elementary levels, that the whole idea of changing mindsets, so that all children believe in themselves and their abilities at an early age. you would hope that we would get to high school and be in a situation where they're saying, me being in that honors class. But, we are where we are right now in our high schools, so we shouldn't be just waiting for, well, let, let's wait six years for these other kids to get here. I think this is a great yeah. opportunity to do something right now.
1: Yeah. We need to i will come and tell the students. <laughs> You just get through the first three weeks. They're going to give you some really rotten assignments, and this is going to write them <laughs> up. And it's not going to be just. Right. But you get through those first three weeks. You hang in there. It'll be okay. I've lived through that experience with two two children.
5: I'll be a tutor. <laughs> I like it. Oh,
1: board members, others. Thank you very much. Okay, thank this is exciting. great. Thank you. It's very exciting. Okay. Now I guess I Silver. We have our consent agenda. Move the consent agenda. Second. All in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Those are passed 6-0. And um, Michelle wanted me to ask, are we going to have a policy committee? Policy committee hasn't met yet. Is that coming up? Dr. That the, Dr. Trice, Dr. Trice,
0: we have a policy committee set, don't we? Yes. Uh, it's a week from Monday. It's a week from Monday.
1: Who is our policy committee? Manetta. Okay. And Joe. And Joe. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, discussion. Oh, I meant to ask you all this. Uh, discussion in action. We have a um, resolution commemorating Brown. The Board of Education. Do you want
7: to introduce
5: that? Yes. Um, this is something that um, came to us. Um, It was via the North Carolina School Boards um, just to commemorate the 60th anniversary of the U.S. Supreme Court decision, Brown versus Board of Education. Um, I talked to the board chairs and felt it was something that would be good to bring to the board um, to honor that uh, particular um, All right,
1: so I thought some of you might hate me for this. It would be very nice for us to actually read this one. Knowing it was a very short meeting, but it, because of what's going on in the General Assembly, it's nice to have this one on video out
8: loud. And we could maybe read three of them and then take turns and go through the board. can I also just, in, in honor of the the um, you know, people who came to ask us to consider gender identity, oh, I, yes. would, I would I would like for us to add that to the I think it's the, uh, the third mm-hmm. bit resolved in the bottom. From list. the bottom, and then if someone could let them know that we did that. that would be yeah. did you put it in there with the notes so that you can read that paragraph? Oh, sure.
3: Gender. It says
8: gender. Or. Sexual orientation. It says a gender.
3: The first g- line. Gender, identity, gender identity, identity is a different
8: right. thing, right? Okay. Oh.
3: Yes.
1: Okay. Yes. Yep. So you're going to read that one, okay? So, so, know, on talking
3: talking so we're learning from
1: our text. students. All right. right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'll begin and read some. This is a resolution of the Chapel Hill-Carborough City Schools Board of Education commemorating the 60th anniversary of the historic U.S. Supreme Court decision in Brown v. Board of Education. Whereas public education is essential to an informed citizenry, the foundation of our democratic society, and whereas access to a public education is the gateway to opportunity, our nation's promise to all, and whereas a public education for every citizen, regardless of race, religion, ethnic background, or economic circumstance. Is a fundamental civil right under one form of government and. <laughs> Whereas on May
8: 17, 1954, in an historic and unanimous decision, the United States Supreme Court in Brown versus the Board of Education ruled that public education is subject to the equal protection provisions of the United States Constitution. And. Well, I don't know I, ever, I
2: don't Whereas, know. the court based its decision in major part on the premise that to separate children according to their race was unfair, diminishing their hopes and their future aspirations, and whereas the court's pronouncement and board as a Brown versus Board of Education validated the struggle and remarkable actions of countless Americans who challenged the destructive effects of segregation in our society through peaceful, lawful means, and
7: Whereas, the court's decision has had a profound, significant, and beneficial impact on, out, on all aspects of life in the United States. And whereas, many areas of our nation are still struggling with how to remove the vestiges of segregation in education.
3: Now, therefore, be it resolved by the Board of Education of the Chapel Hill-Carborough City Schools, in historic recognition that May 17, 2014 marks the 60th anniversary of the landmark U.S. Supreme Court decision in Brown v. Board of Education. And be it further resolved that this resolution is to further an appreciation for the advancement of democratic principles through our system of law and justice using the unanimous 1954 Supreme Court decision in Brown v. Board of Education as a touchstone. and.
8: We'll bring it back and then we'll the answer. Be it further resolved to inspire all our children, regardless of age, gender, race, ethnicity, sexual orientation, gender identity, disability, or economic status, to appreciate the value of public education and public service as a means to further the objectives of democracy, justice, and equality. And
3: be it further resolved that the contribution of civil rights leaders and volunteers, parents, and students be recognized for it is only through their courage, conviction, and sacrifice that Brown versus Board of Education became a reality, and be it further resolved that on the date of May 17th, our schools are encouraged to make mark the anniversary of Brown versus Board of Education with an appropriate recognition and remembrance.
1: Moved so and moved. At yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the General Carver City School Board of Education on May 1st, 2013, we have a motion and I need a second. Second. All those in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? It is approved six zero. And if we uh, sign a, it, I'll
5: amended, have it all of it. Has amended.
1: Mm-hmm. Has amended, yes.
5: And, um, Did she sign that. No, she but she, she, she admits it. it.
1: She <laughs> <laughs> is so pleased to be adding. I was following it. She didn't say that. word. All right.
2: I have one comment. So this is um, all well and good. And I think it's uh, kind of exciting. Um, But it's looking backwards. We have to look forward. So we have to have something different happen in the future. Mm
8: -hmm. Absolutely. All in favor, say aye. (laughs) We've got that
3: in sharing, right? Yes. Okay. So that brings us um, to sharing. You want to go first? Oh, sure. I mean, I just wanted to, um, you mentioned Wenwood um, as their SIT liaison. Uh, I did agree to go over to their uh, presentation tomorrow um, for their 60th anniversary. Our oldest uh, oldest school and uh, we'll continue to be so That is it is not part of our major plans. So. That's great. Is anybody else going over? I
1: wish I could. Yeah. should be nice. Any other sharing? I have one. Anything else? Um, I wanted to talk about the what are we calling it um open enrollment bill that will be hitting the full committee monday and we found out about it last thursday but found out today that it's going to the full committee um and wondering if we should send a letter not send a letter um work with the superintendent. And just If the board has any ideas or thoughts on, on whether we should react at this time later in general,
3: what do you think? I, I think it has a very clear detriment to our schools. Um, we, we obviously are a, a target here given that we have more funding than our surrounding districts um, and therefore it would be one of those places that people want to come into rather than going out of um, and it becomes very quickly unmanageable, both in in that as well as Todd was talking. We were talking this morning about questions about the intra district uh, enrollment issues and and how that that disrupts our plans and for balanced schools that we that we value very highly. And so um, both of those are, are issues that I think we should we should raise, whether it's effective or not. Who knows? But um, it's certainly. We might as well go ahead and say it now yeah and yeah, I, th- I think that it, it was by design that it puts us in a position of having to watch what we say to make it so that we don't we don't seem like we're trying to keep undesirable counties and so they're doing a very good job of pitting one county against another without having to spend a penny to make it happen I think it's sort of
1: like what you said I mean, the, the state is supposed to bear responsibility for a sound basic education i think they've continued to fail at doing that and the counties some counties and some citizens are able to make up for it with local taxes and um, in our case also a district tax but others have no means to do that. It would be very a di- perhaps a different situation if the state funded every every student at you know 15 grand
7: as a student or something Or even ten. Or even ten? I think that if we we do take some action it needs to be very strategic because the um, county is the, the primary funder of buildings of you know of, mm-hmm. of school buildings um, and operations I, I think it would help give our voice some, some volume if we can see if we can get um, the support of a I don't know if it's a joint letter but um, it impacts obviously the counties and um, I got some sense that our county commissioners are, are concerned about it um, but I'm not sure if, if they would be willing to do a joint letter and then who receives the letter You know, we, we have the support of our state delegation um, but none of them are on this committee um, and I don't know how Unless we, we send the letter directly to the two chairs, but the a voice from the county commissioners, not might would help. So um, because that's um, yes when we start um, getting more and more over capacity, you know, if this does pass, it will impact um, when we ask for construction dollars. So
3: and, and that's one of the. One of the points I think we could make is that it's not just that we disagree with this ideologically, which we probably do, but also that, like the tenure elimination bill, it was not well considered how it would actually be implemented, and it became a mess that even Republicans across the board are acknowledging, well, you know, maybe not Phil Berger, but many are acknowledging is a mess in how it's been implemented because it was not well thought through. So many of those things like how you deal with capacity. You know, if you take a kid out of Durham, for example, and he's in first grade in our schools, and then the next year we have 100 kids move into Chapel Hill, does that kid have to get bumped back to Durham after being here for only a year? I mean, is that really... You know, or do we have to go to the county commissioners and say, We've got to build a new school because we've got that kid from Durham? I mean, it becomes it just becomes very, very complicated. So,
1: at least more time. It, it needs
3: somebody best. to really think through all of those implications um, of doing it statewide across the state that's very different than the model they, they chose from. So. Uh, I, mean, I would just point out that uh, I think you make some great points, James. But
2: I would also point out that there already is a mechanism that districts can voluntarily have students move from right. one to the other. Right. So it can happen, and it does happen to some to some degree, as we you know from our discussion. Some
1: of our students go to the high B program.
2: So, so, but to force it when uh, there are capacity issues or large differences in funding issues is is that really what the intention? is?
1: Okay. Um, what it can weigh in if we're not going down the right path. Perhaps the board would direct the superintendent and chair to draft a letter that we could send. Certainly we would copy our delegation that we would send to this committee. Then we have a collaboration meeting coming up in uh, a week or two. Two weeks here. And we could at that point because we could give advance notice discuss with the Orange County Chairs and the Commissioner Chairs to see if we could you know if they're in support. um, So if this because What's the problem if it passes the full committee then it might come to the whole legislature to be passed mm-hmm. then, it, it, will. It, then, then it, it, it will then it will so we and are certainly ready at that point then we would be when does the short session start
7: 15.
1: okay so we'd have to work fast from collaboration but we could do that
7: the, so we wouldn't consider doing anything before monday obviously. we would no we would send this a letter
1: yet. we just we could draft a letter just send to that committee for monday since they're considering it on because we can send something email. joint obviously we'd have to wait yeah but i could certainly email both uh, both of the other chairs that we're doing this and want them to start thinking on it too and That we, you know want to put it on our agenda for collaboration and if they have time to move ahead they met last monday so they won't have a board meeting for two weeks um either does that sound like, a plan? Not like a plan all right i'm seeing nodding heads Consensus. us what you're finding? Thirty. Is
7: <minutes, laughs> that what?
1: Yeah. that's reasonable? any other, if you think of other critical points, email them to Tom. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um.
3: And you probably want to send a copy. Oh the yes. Letter.
1: Okay. And,
3: and the governor too.
1: And the governor, and of course we copy our delegation as a courtesy.
8: Okay. Go ahead and copy the commissioners now. All of them.
1: Yep. All the VOC.
5: For transfer appeals two dates we're looking for are either uh, June 9th or June 11th. Do we need both uh, nights? I vote for June 9th. I'm out of time. your calendars. <laughs> uh, uh, like <laughs> <laughs> we do not anticipate meeting both nights. That's, That's nice. Good. That's a <laughs> great. I mean I shouldn't say that. I'm mm-hmm.
8: oh,
7: um, The um.
1: 9th or the 11th? Starting around 6? Six, 6.30? Yep. Yeah, we're flexible on the time. You we know, can get here. Um, I can
8: do the 9th. I can do either. I can do either.
1: either.
2: Actually, I, I get the dates wrong. Adults are at Ninth, I'm gone. 11th.
8: I can do either.
7: The 11th, it is? You can't.
8: You no,
1: know, no, I can do it.
8: <laughs>
6: <laughs>
1: All right, the 11th. Then we'll go with the 11th. Uh, okay. Um, we'll let you know whether it's 6 or 6:30. Right, Guy. You let us know.
8: And I will say, if it's meant to be a really long night of appeals, then I could probably come for part of them. As like well, actually, that doesn't work because you don't always vote on them. No.
1: no. Well, if we knew that, we could. We, we could, could arrange we could it. it. Yes. Yes. you right. not going
8: to be there, anymore.
1: That's good. Okay.
8: Six o'clock
1: That's appeals good. here at mm-hmm. Lincoln Center. Okay. Good. Other sharing? All right. M- motion to adjourn? So moved. Second. All those in favor say aye. 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 adjourn. Thank you.